Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Book Living Alive podcast, a weekly podcast showcasing the 1993 Big Book Seminar presented by Joe and Charlie in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am your host, Brad S., and I am an alcoholic. So how much would you pay for a program that gave you happiness and was peacefulness and freedom? Would you pay $19.99? Would you want to buy one, get one free? Would you need some late night sales channel program telling you that, but wait, order now and get 25% more freedom? It doesn't work like that. You know, this program takes work, yes, but this program gives so much in return. I once heard it said that God would not take from us, but that he would give us even more in return. And I truly believe that, and I live that fortunately every day. Bill's about to take all the steps at once in this episode, but don't worry, there's plenty more Big Book and Joe and Charlie. This was just how it was done in the beginning They were still trying to figure out how to put the program together, how many steps, how you took them, what order. So a little bit of this is how the founders experienced the steps. Let's hear Joe and Charlie talk a little bit more about that. Bill and Evie began to go to Oxford group meetings. They began to try to apply the program of action in Evie's life. But remember, Bill's drinking. Can't get stopped. Finally, they have to put him back in the hospital. On page 13, he said, at the hospital, I was separated from alcohol for the last time. Treatment seemed wise, for I showed signs of delirium tremens. Bill goes back in the town's hospital probably about December the 10th or the 11th of 1934. He's withdrawn from alcohol by Dr. Selkworth. Abby comes to visit with him, and while they're in the hospital, they begin to apply this little practical program of action to the best of their ability in Bill's life. Remember, he's already taken what we know today as step one and step two. He's admitted his powerlessness. He's come to believe. Now let's see where he goes from here. He says, There I humbly offer myself to God as I then understood him to do with me as he would. I placed myself unreservedly under his care and direction. I admitted for the first time that of myself I was nothing, that without him I was lost. Surely we see Bill taking what we know today as step three. That was their step one, called surrender, and Bill changed that to making a decision. So now then, Bill has taken step three. I ruthlessly faced my sins. The Oxford groupers had a tenant called examine your sins, and no self-respecting alcoholic's going to do that. Bill later changed that to made a searching and fearless moral inventory. We see him now taking step four, there working with Evie in the town's hospital. I became willing to have my newfound friend take them away root and branch. I've not had a drink since. Now, that statement turned out later to be steps six and seven. We became willing to turn loose of these things, and we humbly asked God to take them away. Those turned out to be six and seven. That statement did. My schoolmate visited me, and I fully acquainted him with my problems and deficiencies. He's now taken what we know today as step five with Abby there in the town's hospital. We made a list of people I'd heard and toward whom I felt resentment. I expressed my entire willingness to approach these individuals admitting my wrong. Never was I to be critical of them. I was to write all such matters to the utmost of my ability. Now we see him dealing with steps eight and nine. So Bill's taking these steps there in the town's hospital, working with Abby, 
He has taken three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. I was to test my new thinking by the new God conscious within. Common sense would thus become uncommon sense. That turned out later to be step 10, where we continue to take personal inventory. I was to sit quietly when in doubt, asking only for direction and strength to meet my problems as he would have me. Never was I to pray for myself except as my request bore my usefulness to others. Then only might I expect to receive, but that would be in great measure. And surely that later turned out to be step 11, where we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. My friend promised when these things were done I would enter upon a new relationship with my Creator that would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. It's got to be the first part of step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So we see Bill taking the steps to the best of his ability there in the town's hospital. Now let's see the result of that. Belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. Simple, but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant the destruction of self-centeredness. And I must turn in all things to the Father of Light who presides over us all. Poor old alcoholics got to give up the two most important things that we hold nearest and dearest to our hearts. One is our alcohol, and the other is our self-centeredness. And then we must turn to the Father of Light which presides over us all. Very, very simple idea. Extremely difficult to do. Bill said these were revolutionary and drastic proposals. But the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. There was a sense of victory followed by such a peace and serenity as I'd never known. There was utter confidence. I felt lifted up as though the great clean wind of a mountaintop blew through and through. God comes in most men gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. Now, Bill thought he was going crazy. He said, for a moment I was alarmed and called my friend the doctor to ask if I were still sane. And he listened in wonder as I talked. Finally, he shook his head saying, something has happened to you I don't understand. But you'd better hang on to it. Anything is better than the way you were. Now, we don't know what happened to Bill because we were not there that day to see it. But L. Bill always said, there in the town's hospital, he had a vital spiritual experience as the result of these steps where old ideas were cast aside and replaced with an entirely new set of ideas. This was probably about December the 12th or 13th when this happened to Bill. And we do know that Bill didn't die until January of 1971. He never had to take another drink as long as he lived as the result of the vital spiritual experience. Now he says, while I lay in the hospital, a thought came that there were thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had been so freely given me. Perhaps I could help some of them. They, in turn, might work with others. My friend had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. Particularly was it imperative to work with others as he had worked with me. Faith without works is dead, he said, and how appallingly true for the alcoholic. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work, and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again, and if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be dead indeed with us that are just like that. Now, later on, when Bill was over there in Akron just about to get drunk, he remembered how back in New York City, 
even though he had never helped another alcoholic. Every time he had tried to, he himself had felt better. So this idea of working with others has been with us from the very beginning, that if we don't perfect and enlarge our spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice and helping others, then surely we're going to end up drinking again. Bill went to see Dr. Bob, not to sober up Bob, but to keep Bill sober. This came to us through Abby, from the Oxford groups, and then through Bill. Absolute miracle. I think one of the other great miracles happened when, when after Bill had had this spiritual experience, a couple of days later, Abby comes back to visit him again. And he said, Bill, I've got a book, book here you might be interested in. He said, I haven't read it, but you may like it. And he handed Bill a book called The Variety of Religious Experiences by William James. And Bill, in reading through that book, found an experience that just exactly matched his and validated for him he had had a vital spiritual experience. I think the miracle in that is this. I've got that book at home today on my shelf in my, in my office. And I've been sober 23 years, and I can't read the damn thing today. It is written in their psychiatric language. I have no idea what it says. Bill, two days sober, found himself in that book and validated for him a vital spiritual experience. Joe? You know, Bill had this great vital spiritual experience, and that's a great thing. That is a goal in Alcoholics Anonymous. Psychic change, a vital spiritual experience, the same thing. And he had one of those. But that wasn't enough, he said. You know, in order to keep it, we got to give it away. And Bill began to set about to do exactly that, as we must. And he said, my wife and I abandoned ourselves with enthusiasm to the idea of helping other alcoholics to a solution to their problems. It was fortunate for my old business associates to remain skeptical for a year and a half, during which I found little work. I was not too well at the time, was plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment. This sometimes nearly drove me back to drink, but I soon found that when all other measures failed, work with an alcoholic would save the day. Many times I'd gone to my old hospital in despair. On talking to a man there, I would be amazingly lifted up and set on my feet. It's a design for a living that works in rough going. Now, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous are not there particularly just to keep us sober. It is a design for living that really works under all circumstances. I don't care how badly we feel, when we're practicing the 12 steps and we're trying to help other people, we automatically feel better. It is a design for living. Now, somewhere, somehow, AA took a program which was a design for living and changed it into a non-drinking program. And we begin to measure success by how long have you been sober. This book doesn't talk anywhere in here about length of sobriety. What it does talk about is quality of sobriety. And if we practice the design for living, not only are we sober, but we're happy, we're peaceful, and we're free, and we don't have to go back to drinking again. That's what the AA program really is. Joe? said, so we commenced to make many fast friends, and the fellowship has grown up among us, of which it's a wonderful thing to fill apart. That's happened here, and we wouldn't be here this weekend. The joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulty. I've seen hundreds of families set their feet in the path that really goes somewhere. I've seen the most impossible dom domestic situations righted. Feuds and bitterness of all sorts are wiped out. 
I have seen men come out of asylums and resume a vital place in the lives of their families and communities. Business and professional men have regained their standing. There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which not has been overcome among us. You know, these things really does work, and each and every one of us has seen these things happen in our own personal lives, in our own group. And it's happened here in this area because of many, many hundreds and hundreds of alcoholics sober today as a result of Alcoholics Anonymous and the program they're in. So this program really does work. It's a design for living. It's a wonderful thing to feel a part of. It makes my life worth living, believe me. This is kind of like the Cliff Notes version of the 12 Steps in the Big Book. Really, you get everything almost wrapped up in one in this episode. And then Bill gets out of the hospital and does start living his best life. He has had a vital spiritual experience because he took the steps to the best of his ability. Let me repeat that. Bill takes the steps to the best of his ability. Bill and Abby may not have had the big book. They may not have had the 12 steps written down, codified, and set in stone. They probably almost didn't even have anything written down, except they had the basic tenets from the Oxford group, which is what Bill ended up basing the 12 steps off of. But Bill took the steps as they looked at them, discussed them, and believed in them as if his life depended on it. And it did. For the rest of his life, Bill was able to go day by day without a drink, month by month, year by year, build a program that is now worldwide and helps millions get over the obsession of alcohol, the disease of the mind and the body, and help bring about true psychic change so that we can live our best life. This is a design for living that can keep us sober, happy, peaceful, and free. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. If you'd like just the raw Joe and Charlie portion of the podcast, that is available on our Patreon site. The link to that is available on our website or in the pinned comment. Until next week, this is the Big Book Living Alive, Joe and Charlie podcast.